Hi, and welcome to the Crit Hit Wild podcast, where we talk about a character from Marvel Crisis Protocol every week. This week, I'm your host, Fred. I'm Brad, and I'm having deja vu. And I'm Brandon. And I'm Steven. How's it going, everybody? How, how are you doing, Steven? I'm fine, Fred. I drove from Charleston, South Carolina today to... You're a fair city, so I'm here in time for the tournament coming up on Saturday. We call that drive the downgrade. How are you doing there, Brad? Uh, I'm doing pretty good. <laughs> I feel like I had more to say last time. <laughs> I feel like this was the most positive you've ever been on your introduction on how you are. You're normally just like, I'm fine. I'm fine. Well, I didn't work this week, so... Oh my God! R- rub it in, rub it in. I'm I I, I cracked sixty hours. Uh, what? Hey, everybody who's listening out there, you our energy is gonna be a little weird this episode because uh, this is our second time recording this episode. We did a Hulk record that was taken away by the podcast Krampus, so uh, it's in a bag being beaten for being bad, and we're redoing it. All right, let's 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 uh, move on to our news and announcements. Uh, what all has has uh, AMG come out with? Uh, we now know that we just recorded it, this. How have you forgotten everything? I'll tell you how because it was 24 hours ago, and I'm tired. I'm I'm tired. What did they come out with? It was it. They released. Uh, what the next pack Whirl is Girl. Be, and it is going to be Squirrel Gwenpool. Girl and Gwenpool. Yes, that is correct. Uh, I'm ex- I think they look really good. <laughs> that was... Uh, I think that they are, are really cool-looking models. They are definitely uh, cool-looking models. Yeah. I, I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm not. Listen, these but characters these characters represent a lighter side of comics and I appreciate that about them. I like I hold these out hope that maybe Gwenpool will be affiliated with AIM. It's possible. Actually I just need one of them. I, I do I live my life box by box, hoping one member will be associated with the criminal syndicate. She did work <laughs> for Modoc. That that team where she worked for Modoc was called Mercenaries. Something. Something. Only killing. Yeah, of the members of AIM, like that we looked up, like that are in the game like she's one of the very few yeah that it would not be affiliated that was on the list so So i'm excited for the idea of her being criminal syndicate potentially criminal syndicate yeah is is gwenpool a bad character like is she a a she's a good guy okay then why is she working for modok because she started out as a mercenary and she mostly chose to do the right thing despite what she was getting paid to do. And 
that that series ends with her kicking Modok's butt and then leading the rest of the mercenaries to do good stuff. So which is lame, but that's why she won't be criminal. So that is when um that is when she realizes that the people in the comic book are real people just like her. I have no comment. <laughs> I would be very bitter about my comments right now. So, <laughs> it, it, uh, so it, she's mercenary she had... organization dedicated only to killing. Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> well, that is uh, that is a take. I, I I think that she would be out of place in Criminal Syndicate, even though it might make sense. But I don't think that she fits the whole. I don't. I don't I mean, know what she would be in though. She doesn't really fit anything we currently have. Yeah. Does that mean Avengers? Th- she We're talking about Squirrel yeah. Girl, right? No, I'm talking about Gwenpool. Oh, Gwenpool. <laughs> yeah. Also, Avengers. She was a member of the West yeah, Coast Avengers. It's the grab bag affiliation the affiliation that everyone's a part of uh squirrel girl i had a name uh, i had a name for a new affiliation for these two but nobody liked it so yeah uh squirrel girl was um danny cage's babysitter for a while that is nick cage and jessica jones daughter wait nick cage not or Nick. Luke Cage. Luke Cage. Luke. I was, I was going to say. <laughs> Sorry. Nick Cage is canonical Marvel. <laughs> that is where Nick Cage got his um, screen name. Because his name's Nicholas. Uh, shit, what's the. Come on, you got it. You got it. The famous director. Coppola. Come on. Coppola. His name is his Nicholas Coppola. And he didn't want to. That, and. Um, his uncle's the famous director and he didn't want to be associated with him. He wanted to make a name of his own. So he took cage from Luke cage from Marvel comics. Are you kidding me? No, he's he's Ford Coppola's nephew. Yeah. Yeah. I did not know this. (laughs) Yeah. I love that. That's the part that like Fred (laughs) got blown away on. Not the fact that he named himself after a comic book character. No, that's cool. That's fine. Whatever. He also has, like, the largest comic book collection in, like, the world. Yeah, he has an Action Comics number one, which is the first appearance of Superman and is the most expensive comic that exists. Didn't that comic get stolen? It did. He got another one. Oh, Oh, God. Oh, God. Didn't didn't he name his his, uh, child Kal-El? Or was that someone else? No, I think you're right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. He also <laughs> like I want to say there was a, I read an article once where he like took out an insurance policy like a like a properties policy on his like comic book collection, and like the insurance company had no idea like that it, it could be worth as much as it was, and it was like the biggest policy they ever put out. I think he oh also owns a Tyrannosaurus Rex skeleton because <laughs> Nick Cage is bad with money. Yeah, he he had to make a bunch of shovelware movies just to. Can you imagine how much money he's actually made? Like, oh my god, 
to buy like a dinosaur skeleton and all that stuff yeah <laughs> i mean now he's making good movies again he's like pig and mandy these are pretty darn good movies like it's so funny because he so from 1996 to 2011 i just found a little article he made over 150 million dollars blew it all and has made almost 100 million dollars since oh my god <laughs> oh my goodness oh my goodness i mean he's nicholas cage and he is no matter what you think about him no matter what you think about his performances he is captivating on screen <laughs> You can't I'm help. Very, I very much enjoy Nicolas Cage. So. Yeah, I, I do too. I do too. Uh, he is in the scene that I think is the best Marvel scene ever. Uh, he's in it? Like, uh, yes. I can only think in one the character he's First in, Ghost Rider in, movie. In the... Oh. Oh, Ghost Rider. In the first yeah, Ghost yeah, Rider movie. He is drinking jelly beans out of a martini glass while watching cartoons. It is fabulous yep. scene. That definitely happens. I I thought you were talking about Into the Spider Verse. No, where he no, was, that he, he is very good in that too. Yeah, he he played the uh, noir Spider Man. <laughs> yeah. yeah, for all the troubles in the first Ghost Rider movie, <clears throat> as a campy movie, it's actually pretty good. So. I enjoyed it. Uh, hey, I have never seen either one of the Ghost Rider movies. Don't watch the I've second one. Your eyeballs. The will fact that melt the fact that you remember head. the fact that you knew there was a second one is pretty impressive. I did know that there were two. I think the second I... one failed to. Its failing was it didn't lean even more into being a horror movie. I think if it went all out and was just a straight up horror movie, it would have been better. I agree with that statement. Yeah, but the production on the first one was so much better. Well, they didn't have a whole lot of money for the second one. Yeah. I like the Harry Fonda character in the first one. Though. The first one's worst thing. The worst thing about the first one is the CGI of the time. Fair enough. But, you know, I mean... Well, they didn't use very much. In the them. game, in the game, you got to use... Uh, in previous times, you got to use, um, oh, what was the card that gave you wall crawler for a turn? Oh, uh, the one that's uh, Agent Venom? One? No. No. It's an old card. An old card. I don't remember what it's called. Climbing gear. Climbing gear. Climbing that's gear. It. Yeah. Oh, yeah. When you use climbing gear and you get Ghost Rider going over that size five building, that's just reminiscent of the movie, right? So. <laughs> Sure. <laughs> well, let's. Uh, we have we have gone far away from from uh, what we were talking about, which is fine. That's what we do. Uh, but let's move on. Is there any other news and announcements? I don't think there are. There's nothing else. Not that, about MCP. That Not about MCP. Uh, there have been some announcements about. Another game that AMG is making uh, called Star Wars Shatterpoint. Oh. <laughs> yes, X-Wing. <laughs> um, Star Wars Shatterpoint. Uh, do you want to cover the salient points? Yeah. About what yeah. Released? Uh, before I do, Fred, I, you know I've been watching Rebels, right? 
I do, yeah. The, all the dog fights, and then the dog fights in the recent episode of Mandalorian, have me like really itching to play X-wing for some reason. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Shatterpoint. So we learned about how combat works, and um, the short of it is, I'm a big fan. So there are two different types of dice. The attack dice are eight-sided, and they have four different symbols. They have um, a crit, which can't be blocked, a regular hit, which can be blocked, uh, combat expertise, and failures. Uh, The defense dice are D6s, and they have three different symbols there's a block which blocks hits there is defense expertise and there are failures uh let's cover the expertise thing first so how many expertise you roll um on the attack cards which are they're called stance cards most characters have one-sided stance cards but we've seen with anakin some characters have two-sided and can switch we don't know how they switch yet um, Anakin's one is more offensive and one's more defensive. But there are expertise charts for attack and defense, and you get extra results and like some special things. So it might be that you get on defense, you get extra blocks for rolling expertise. It could be that you change a crit to a hit on the attack dice. Um, on attack, you can change a, a hit to a crit, you could cancel a block. Like change a block to a failure. Um, you can get extra pushes, extra moves, stuff like that off of expertise. Uh, and then the main thing is after you like do all the blocks, you see how many attack uh, symbols are left over. <clears throat> and there's a tree. And you follow whatever path of the tree you want starting at the first spot. And you get to do all the things... For the number of successes you get so it could be damage it could be pushes it look like you can heal um all sorts of cool stuff i i think that's super interesting do you, do you know what that game that reminds me of the game guild ball it is sort of it is similar um the big thing with guild ball is you only got to pick one result unless you finished it and came back around uh, right. it's, yeah. it is almost exactly like the game arena racks, which is you get all the things you hit on the way. And it also had an amount of damage, pushes, movement, healing, all that stuff. So it is very much like the gladiatorial game arena racks. I ha- have no idea if they know about that game. It would seem like they would have to. No, it at least exists, if not the mechanics. I know for sure they know about Guild Ball. So they could have used Guild Ball, which is a game the company is no longer supporting, and saw that kind of system and went, well, we could do something like that, but a little bit different, and then came up with this system. Yeah. I, I, I It sounds super interesting. Yeah. I, I like the way that that sounds. That sounds really neat. Yeah. Uh, just for 
just because I have no idea, uh, how many dice would one normally throw? Like, okay. like what would a normal throw be so, in Shatterpoint? Uh, Anakin is one of the only characters we've seen dice for. Well, that's not true. There's an old article. Um, I know he was rolling no ranged attack dice. Like seven melee attack dice and like five defense dice or something like okay. that. Seven and five. Yeah. At least and that's a that's a big character too. Like that's right. Anakin. Right. Okay. Okay. So it would be it could be a lot lower than that. The, it the, could be the total number of five. Yeah. Okay. Well I'm I'm intrigued. I'm very interested in this game. Uh the, uh, aside from the activation mechanic, I'm. I think it looks really neat, and of course it's an AMG product, so the the models are gonna look great. Yeah, they do look really good. And the push yeah. and pull of the scenario thing sounds pretty cool too. Yeah, very god tier. Very god tier. Okay, well uh, that's enough about about this this other game. Uh, do you have any Cerebro news before we move on? Uh, I do. Um, if I wasn't biz- so busy today, I probably would have released the new... Uh, you didn't and- even work today. Why were you so busy? We were out running errands. We left the house at like 11 and didn't get home till 3. Uh, oh my God, crime mover. You were gone for four hours. Yeah. And you probably got up at nine and it's now eight thirty. Anyway, I fixed I love South Carolina a lot earlier than that and got here a lot later than that. So. Uh I got I got some bug fixes coming for the uh Android and web version of Cerebro. Uh some things like Fred pointed out the copy. Uh, button didn't work on the Android version of the app, and it will work now. Um, stuff like that. Just little things. And still yeah. working on the okay. iOS app. It should be coming soon. Okay. Uh, I I have the Cerebro app. It, it, is, it is real nice to have on the phone. It's real handy. Anytime I want to mess around with my list, I can just press the app, and it's right there. It's real handy. Well, uh, now that we've gone through all of the news, uh, the first thing that I want to... Oh, actually, I I have one more piece of news. Uh, There is a tournament this Saturday, uh, which there's no way that you will be listening to this in time to attend unless you're already on the way. Uh, it, it's March 18th, as in what, what, like, likely the day this is released. Yeah, it, it is four hours from right now. It will be March 18th. And, uh, and that's putting a lot of pressure on, uh, Brad to get this up and ready in four hours. <laughs> and, uh, it's at Lost Legion Games and Comics in South Charleston, West Virginia. Come on down. We've got 14 people signed up already, which is. is that- 
intense. I haven't signed up yet either. So I signed. Does that make fifteen? No. Okay. I signed him up. Oh, you did? Yeah. Oh, thank you, Brad. I wanted to know how I wanted like the list of people that are actually going to show up, and it was throwing me off that you weren't on there because I was like, we're going to have an odd number, and then we realized you weren't (laughs) on there. Well, I wanted I wanted to get into town first before I made any uh, (laughs) made any promises. Yeah, well, I that's a lot of assuming since you signed me up. I did sign you up. Brandon, I really need you to show up. <laughs> I will. You've got a couple models that I need. I will show up no matter what to make sure you have your models, Fred. I appreciate that, Brandon. I even bought some potential tra- train pieces to. I saw that. The one is way too big, like I thought it would be, but it'll be okay. I don't think it is. The UPS I think truck. It's... The UPS, the USPS I mean, one. Yeah, the, the USPS one. one is way too big. Just uh, pretend that Ant Man hit it with a disc. Yeah, That's all you have to do. I'm, I, <laughs> it might. Oh, be. I could get some Matchbox I, cars to do that. Oh yeah. Uh, okay. Micro uh, machines. <laughs> I've got it. I've actually got a a a quick segment. Um, I think that. Uh, hey, Stephen. Yeah, you recently up? watched uh, the movie Ant-Man, Quantumania. Yes. Yesterday uh, with my brother, yes. That means that everyone on the cast has watched it. Is that correct? Correct. Yes. Do y'all want to have a quick like discussion about that movie? We could. But do we want to spoil it? Uh, spoilers inbound for Ant-Man, Quantumania. If you do not want to hear... Well, I feel like at this point it's it's been it's been a while. I feel like skip ahead five minutes. This can't this this probably shouldn't be too long. Uh, what was everyone's thoughts? What was everyone's thoughts? I uh, I'll start. I I hated Modok in it. <laughs> I thought it was awful. <laughs> uh, I thought that Modok was really bad. Like a lot of the choices that were made for Modok were bad. I thought but, Modok as a character was okay. You can't really do much with that character. It's a ridiculous character. The CGI right. of his face was terrible. I I think that all decisions made with Modok were bad decisions. <laughs> well, I don't know. I will say for the depth of the character of Modok, it brought something back. I will give him credit for a story can continuity but um i thought um kang was very bland to tell you the truth so like he 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 was i i don't know i i, I, I thought he was great lot... yeah i, no, I think but, but i'm saying bland i didn't say he wasn't good i said just very bland yeah ah. I, I i get i think I think that I can see where you're coming from that this particular Kang had a a very I don't know a flat a flatter affect but he was also the I think the actor is doing an excellent job as Kang. Oh, the actor's solidifying himself as one of the best actors in current Hollywood. Yeah. I, yeah, I agree. 
Absolutely. I didn't even realize he's in that Creed movie. I didn't realize that was him. <laughs> the tr- the difference between those two characters, I didn't even recognize them. And he apparently steals the show in that movie as well. I'm not mm-hmm. surprised. I'm just, it not- is absolutely phenomenal. He's also starring in a like docu series or a document like movie that is called Forty Eight Hours in Vegas, and he's he is the actor playing Dennis Rodman. Oh, oh Fred, boy. I know I know what I mean by bland. He never okay. showed he never showed any emotion, which is very Kang. Yeah, that is perfect Kang. Yeah. Yeah. I my my I did have issues with Kang, but they're a little bit different than his. My issues were just that like he was supposed to be the portrayal of the Conqueror, and there's no way the Conqueror loses to Ant Man. Right. Right. <laughs> like, well, he didn't lose to Ant Man. He lost to the ants. Yeah, he doesn't ever not see that coming. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, other than that, like they have to do little things like that. I guess the idea behind it is that he's been trapped down there for what he feels is like a millennia type of deal, and it's blah blah blah. But I, I was kind of upset that the. But it's the same thing that you see in Loki. Is like you're gonna hate the other versions of Kang, and I think it's gonna be kind of ironic on what's. Uh, unleashed and where the others determined the conqueror to be the worst variation of kang uh just to see how it all unfolds will be pretty interesting yeah I'm, i uh... i was amazed by the amount of digital artists on that movie if you stayed oh. around for the credits it was just like you took up the whole screen four different times yeah, it, it was the longest list. <laughs> yeah. It, uh, I mean, most of the stuff in that movie was CGI. Like, yeah. Yeah. Almost the that. entire movie was CGI. Yeah. Uh, 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 most of the characters, Bill Murray's performance, all CGI. Uh, <laughs> I, think... <laughs> uh, uh, all right. Overall impression, I'm. I, it was not my favorite Marvel movie, not by a long shot. Uh, it was fine. It wasn't. It wasn't like bad. It, it was still entertaining to go and see, but I. Uh, it, it left a, a, okay, I get it. Taste in my mouth. Well, you know, you would have to compare it to the first Avenger movie because, that was the introduction of Thanos, right? And this the introduction of Kang. So. I mean, oh, it's not nearly as good as the first Avengers movie, right? But that's I, where where that's where the comparison where you would have to do that. At. So yeah, yeah. So that's that's my take. It, what uh, everyone else can have a take. Uh, I pretty much agree with you, Fred. It's not even. It's the third best Ant Man movie. So yeah, yeah, it's the third best Ant Man movie. Well, Ant Man One is great. Oh, it's very good. I love a Ant-Man heist movie. Ant Man Two is anyway. middle of the pack. The problem was Ant Man. So like that's it. Like I think like Ant Man One is like at that bottom of tier one. Like that first like third. Like if you're sectioned out into thirds, like good, fine, and okay is how I would do those three. Like the good. Like Ant Man One's at the back end of the good. Ant Man Two is like at the like middle of like. Okay, like middle the fine yeah and yeah. then this is probably at that it, it's in the okay it's like it's watchable 
Yeah, it's at the watchable. It's gonna be a movie that is gonna be used as like a middle point. Like, yeah. right, it's just this movie was a stepping stone. Right. Right. I think they're going into phase five. This is their like phase five crossover now. Yeah, there's yeah. a lot. They've got a lot going on, and I don't think they really knew. It was kind of weird because you feel like there should have been something like a cameo or something, and it was just kind of. If it even felt like they didn't know exactly the direction this was going outside of Kang. Yeah. Like, they knew I mean, it was going to be Kang, and they were trying to pass the torch, too, to Cassie, which felt really forced to me. But... Uh-huh. Yeah. It was exceptionally... They can't have Paul Rudd... Is this Paul Rudd's last movie? In the Marvel Cinematic I Universe? Idea. Uh, it I, should. Uh, he, I think he had. He signed on for more. Uh, okay. He was one of the ones that still had his contract on. My issue was like we see Cassie, um, in Endgame, and it's a different actor that yeah. came back for this, which was kind of. Well. Well, I mean, so. I the I think that the idea there. I don't know if there's an idea, but the, you can't have. A character that has uh, a two uh, a less than two minute portrayal in a movie have a big role, like they're gonna want a lot more than that in that movie. Well, I, I think know. what happened. I just think is what happened was they re- they did not plan on her doing anything going forward, and that changed somewhere. Yeah, I right. bet you're correct. I bet you're correct. I think I think what we're gonna get into in this phase is the fact that. The phases before you could say those movies were a lot more crunchy they weren't intellectually um deep but um i i saw strange and now this one and these things are getting more of a cerebral tone to them so maybe they'll have less appeal just because of that i mean that's the i know what you're talking about like this one wanted to go into the it, it it did a very poor job of describing the quantum realm and quantum stuff mm-hmm. and yeah i like the uh, doctor strange uh was trying to introduce the concept of the multiverse and this is stuff that is it's really getting in the weeds of the of the lore of mm-hmm. the marvel universe right this and, is the esoteric stuff right i mean this yeah. is the stuff that people are not so familiar with and you know crunchy cells right i mean it's like what do you like good guys beating up bad guys and sometimes good guys lose and then they come back i mean that sells right right yeah they're never gonna recapture the the greatness of of like the winter soldier Mm -hmm. in a movie where they have to spend half the movie describing the concept of a multiverse they're also they're also at a weird spot because they basically removed all the core characters so they're kind of having to recreate. Right. Which is going, I think is going to be very interesting and possibly cause a lot of issues just of kind of reinvigorating the old, the people who watched the original ones. Like it might be, this might be something that picks up really well for like new people or younger people because they didn't really get to see the old ones when they came out because like it's well, gonna Thor's be still hard around, for, right? Uh, kinda, 
<laughs> if you if you saw Love and Thunder, kinda. No, yeah. I didn't. But yeah, so kinda. Not, Your answer's not, kinda. Yeah, it, the Thor movies are so weird. Like, uh, talk about a roller coaster of up and down. Yeah, yeah, it is a roller coaster. The third Thor movie is one of the best Avengers, uh, one of the best Marvel movies. Uh, but the fourth one was not great. I mean, it wasn't a disaster like the second one was, but it was. The third one was unfortunately. The third one, unfortunately, was about the only good one. Yeah, I think that's that's correct. I think that's correct. Well, I think if they went with this phase, the uh, two main characters being Strange and uh, Spider-Man, they would do well. But they really haven't. They're not. Spider-Man's really not a part of that long-term plan right now. I know. I understand. rights management they they don't quite have spider-man fully locked down but i'm saying those are two popular characters that could cement it that's all i'm saying uh the, it's gonna it's gonna end up being uh to brad's favor here it's gonna end up being like i think the x-men are gonna have a huge play in it mm. uh, i think fantastic four is gonna have a big play in it. they can't do think... anything with x-men for a couple more years I don't think we have anything relevant for the next couple of years. I think everything. I really don't think anything major. I think it's all going to be middle ground for like two years. Okay. So it all hinges on Strange. Because okay. they can't even cast new people for X Men until 2025. Oh my goodness. Yeah, they oh can't goodness. start casting till then. Because that's when what the contracts they... of the previous people are up. What a headache. <laughs> Oh well, yeah. I okay. think it's. I definitely think it's going to be a long, and I think that's part of the reason they keep pushing Blade back. Yeah. I think he's going to have a big part of it, but that keeps getting pushed back, kind of in line with the Fantastic Four and X Men stuff. So it's kind of. It seems to be that that's their overall plan, and I think they're going to just have odds and ends until then. I know who I want to play Blade. That's for sure. <laughs> Blade's a cast. Yeah. Who's he? I'm, I'm Who's moving he? us on. I'm moving us on. We've talked a lot <laughs> enough about the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Let's go back to uh, the the thing we're here to talk about: Marvel Crisis Protocol. Uh, is <laughs> there is anything that? else that we need to talk about before we move? Oh yeah, there are games played. There were games played recently. Uh, Brad, I know that you've you've played some games recently. Why don't you tell our listeners? I did. Um, I'm going to keep this very brief. I played two games on Wednesday. The first one, I played the Hellfire Club list that Brandon and I created on his podcast. You should listen for that podcast. Um, the mini rakes list. Yeah, I wish there were more rakes after playing it a couple times. Um, we kind of did this middle ground between scenario and rakes, and I kind of just want more rakes. <laughs> instead of scenario pieces yeah uh but you we can come back on we can we can rerun it yeah uh we played 15 points on research station which is bad news for the list so i didn't end oh, up not what you wanted no not what i wanted uh so i didn't play miles enchantress or black cat uh Voodoo was on the table, but didn't fit points-wise, so I ended up playing Emma, Cassandra Nova, Winter Soldier, and uh, Mystique. 
against uh, Andrew's Avengers. He had Luke Cage and uh, and Captain America, Steve Rogers. So the Emma and Mystique, you can't do reactive superpowers. Oh, and Sam, um, who has like stuff he can spend defensively. The so the the superpower was very helpful that they can use theirs. And to the point that Andrew started complaining about it, and I'm like, there are two and a half models in the game that have this. Right. And then he's like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and the half is a card. You have to play Hydra and put it on somebody, and then they can lose right. it. So I but just happen to have... What? Oh, the somebody can be Hulk? Yeah. Fuck Hulk. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> anyway, I ended up getting some above average dice and attritioning him really hard and winning, and that's not what the list is built to do. So there's that. And then I played against CJ Shield, and I played Weapon X, and we were both killing each other really bad. And uh, there were a couple points he was doing scenario better than me though and there's a couple points where i was like ah all i have to do is wait out this character's attack and then i can activate this model and i can get back in the game and then he just killed the model so uh <laughs> i lost did he win yeah i lost on scenario well done cj good job way to beat brad <laughs> Uh, Brandon, did you have some games that you wanted to talk about? Yeah, I played uh, a different Hellfire Club list against CJ on Tuesday. Um, and unfortunately for him in that game, that game wasn't really close um, for him. Uh, my list is a lot more attrition-based. And I basically sucked... He was playing Shield. I basically sucked Nick Fury into my side of the battlefield and just eviscerated his lineup as they came towards me um uh, which is is what it was and then uh i played a more fun list against michael on wednesday and got um eviscerated in that matchup and uh so it was a tale of two worlds and basically made me realize that i just wanted to play a full attrition list versus having pieces to just try to slaughter things that that's not how i play this game right at all so yeah as anyone who's ever played a game and i feel like i always do that where i'm like i know this is what i'm good at but i want to play these games that's dice dependent and then i'm like oh like i had corvus who had a whole activation where he didn't deal he he had him and proxima had four attacks one attack dealt two attacks dealt damage one of them was an execute attack <laughs> no so like you know just it just wasn't a great and corvus had 10 power when he started his activation and only dealt like i think four or five damage the activation so it wasn't a good time yeah yeah but that's what and dice do that's what dice your do baby enemy. your greatest enemy is dice <laughs> yeah 
it's uh it's one of those things where i just kept looking down and i was like i want to throw stuff where's my throws at and i'm like i don't have them and i was like because even in the first game i only had like a size two and a size three throw because the thing everyone loves to forget is dr voodoo has a throw um I know. which is it's just like it is funny because it's just like plastered in his car and people like uh when i played uh cj i was like yeah i'm gonna use voodoo and i'm gonna throw uh nick fear i'm gonna throw like hawkeye into black widow and he was like what and i'm like yeah like i'm gonna dr voodoo has a throw and he was like a, a character throw and i'm like yeah or terrain and he was like what i'm like yeah I'm, I'm, yeah just yeah i was like it's right here it's in between all these other really great things he has yeah, but yeah, yeah I'm gonna, to, be I'm gonna... fair, to be fair, uh, the fact that the character f- throw is buried on on Doctor Voodoo's card just goes to show how much good stuff is on that card. Yeah, because it's a, it's in between possession and recall spirit. It's just like hanging out there in the middle, and it's like, oh yeah, I can just <laughs> I can just throw stuff. And then I threw a size three terrain, and I was like, yeah, well I suck the brother Daniel token back, and then throw a size three terrain. Because if you have the token, you can throw a bigger size terrain. He was like, what is happening? And I'm like, <laughs> I gotcha. Because basically what I ended up doing is I had Venom and Voodoo, so I pulled someone in with Venom, and then I threw him into somebody else. Like on the next action with Voodoo, and it was just kind of slightly chaotic. And it was just one of those things where it was just a lot of attrition and just kind of ended up... I, I basically just... And I used Emma that entire game to just make sure all my characters had extra power like i would basically i was just setting everybody up to where they were sitting on an objective or had one and then i would just be like all right cool at the end of the turn i'm going to use the affiliation so i can give everybody extra power and like heal like that's all i did and just left emma kind of guarding like a point flank so all right well uh steven did you have any games recently that you wanted to talk about? No, I haven't played since last time I came for a tournament. So I've been uh, itching to play. Yeah, uh, you and me both. <laughs> it's really? Been a dry spell. Yeah, oh, I, but that's because my work, I've been working Wednesdays all the time. Uh, so it's it's tough for me to get down there. Yeah, well, I, think uh, say, I think, did you, you got down the week after the tournament. And I don't think you've been down since. Uh, that's possible. Yeah. Okay. But I could that be remembering the week of. I could be remembering the week of the tournament too, because it was a been a while. No, it was the week after because I played the Midnight Suns. Yes. Yes, that's correct. That's, uh, all right. Well, let's move on. Uh, does anyone have anything they want to cover before I go to our character of the week? Okay. I'll take that roaring silence <laughs> as a no, uh, and we'll move into who we're covering today, and that is Hulk. That is Hulk 1, the old school, the bully of the table, the worst thing you got you see in your opponent's roster. It's Hulk. It's awful. He's just, just awful. Uh, uh, and as in, fantastic. Uh, all right, here's his as card. As in fantastic, that's correct. Yeah. Hulk. Uh, real name is Bruce Banner. His uh, physical str- physical defense is four, energy is three, and mystic is three. He has 20 stamina on his front side because he has no backside. He is buttless. He is without butt. Uh, 
he has six he is six threat size four and moves short uh hey brad why don't you cover his first three attacks uh his first is a physical strike uh range two seven dice free cost you gain power equal to damage dealt and wild push before damage is dealt push the character away short no size restriction an energy thunderclap it's a beam three five dice cost three uh physical hulk smash range two eight dice four cost uh wild stagger and wild throw it's a throw short and uh there's no size restriction on it either and it happens before the damage is dealt yes it happens before the damage is dealt yeah uh, very very good uh all right uh brandon why don't you take the next three superpowers the first one is gamma leap it costs three power you place this character within two of its current location and you can only use it once a turn the next one is strongest one there is. It costs two power. It You choose an interactive terrain feature or an enemy character, both of size four or less, within two, and you get a throw at medium. You can also only use this once per turn. The, the last superpower is reactive. It's Hulk, not puny banner. It costs four power. And while this character is defending against physical or energy attacks, during the modified dice step of the attack, it may use the superpower. This character may re-roll any number of its defense dice, including skull results. And Steven, take us home. All right. We have Inner Rage, which is an innate superpower. During the power phase, this character gains two additional power. Next, you have You Won't Like Me When I'm Angry. Add one dice to this character's attack rolls for every four damage it has. Additionally, if this character would flip its stat card to the injured side, it is KO'd instead. And last but not least, we have immunities, and these are to poison and stun. All right, so that is Hulk, and it, that is an incredible card. It is incredible. It is so good. He's such a good card. Uh all right, uh, let's let's discuss this. This card was also a buff. This card, um, when they did the erratas, was changed drastically, uh, and probably not probably. I think it was made probably. It's definitely made too good. It had too uh, much of a buff. Absolutely. Uh, why don't you talk about him, Brandon? What's what's your take here? Um. On, so like the uh, the biggest thing about Hulk is. You can remove Thunderclap, you can remove Hulk Not Puny Banner, and you won't like me when I'm angry, and you have a 7 threat Immortal Hulk. <laughs> Would, uh, like, it's just crazy. Like, so, like, he has all these things. So, like, say you are about to kill him and he has 16 damage. Now he has a Beam 3 9 dice attack that he can use with Thunderclap. The the size four Energy. throw for two power is just crazy good. Uh, the the question is not how good this character is. The question is is this the best character in the game? Yeah, like, I, I think that I I think that this character he he is absolutely like 
uh, a busted character. <laughs> I think he's he's way too good. And I think the Immortal Hulk is a take on Hulk that is not busted. It's everything is much more properly costed. Everything is more properly arranged to make him a character that does not bully the meta quite as hard. Yeah, I mean that's um, what we discussed. Like, um, his throw costs one more power. His gamma leaf's the same. He has the same power phase, additional things. He gains the immortality stuff. He rolls better mystic defense. Um, but like, that's that's the difference. Like, well, he has the, a bigger spender. Stuff, and the immortality stuff is a big thing. I think that what uh, what the strategy when you see this Hulk Hulk one on the table you have two strategies you can go through you either try to take hulk out as soon as possible or you try to ignore him as much as you can so that you don't give him extra dice on his attacks and uh well i thought about it a lot what the immortal hulk I, i i and your tactic works but let me let me get through this and i'll let you say what you do the the immortal hulk is saying making it harder to just flat out remove him i think that that's kind of how he's been skewed uh but go ahead and tell the tell the people what your hulk strategy is too yeah i mean i got a little bit different of hulk strategy the one thing i mean i've thought about it a lot more i think you just ignore the immortal hulk and i think that ends up causing them to lose the game i like like where he only has the one smash, which is it's a good attack, and it's 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 a range two attack where he he can move. He's gonna be on a large base. He's got the wild throw, uh, but like he's not gonna add a ton of dice to that. I think he's gonna be a lot easier. The Immortal Hulk is the fixed version of Hulk. It is so like Hulk when it came out was a bad character. They did a very poor job. It was bad. Yeah, they his physical re- defense are... was a two. <laughs> yeah, they re-ratted it, and they were, and they made it entirely too good. And then Immortal Hulk is definitely feels like the fixed version of the character. Um, my big thing against Hulk is it's very hard to a kill him because when you start to kill him, you really just gotta kind of like attack him. You gotta take like one decent attack into him and just see how much damage you do, just to see if it's gonna be worth it. Because like if you do like an eight dice attack and you get like three damage just move on like don't do it it's just not worth it like but if you get like eight damage you're like all right i can i can now you can start putting you can kind of start chip damaging your way up to 20 um but yeah my big thing against hulk anymore is i just play characters who can throw size four characters and i just throw hulk into people and just try to kill the rest of their team with the hulk a a a very valid strategy I, I don't know. I and it's not and the thing is it's not even a great strategy. It's just like the only strategy that doesn't suck completely. Right. Like cuz right. ignoring him he's just going to go around and kill stuff. At least you can at least, I'm just like I'm just going to try to use him to throw like I in the list that I play the most, I have three characters who can throw him. Two and a half. I have two and a half characters who can throw. Like, so it's just like, I just use these characters and I'm going to try to throw them around. Okay. Uh, Steven, 
You, yes, sir. You, what's your take on on Hulk one? Um, I I I realize how good he is to the to the effect that I'm not even running him anymore. Because so. <laughs> like, I I I realize how negative an experience he can be for some other people, and well. I I think that that is that is something you should take into account. But also that he is a legal model to play in the game, and people do need to have a a strategy for dealing with him. Mm-hmm. So I I, th- I don't think you should feel guilty for playing him. Like, no I think no that- no no no. I like to challenge myself though. I mean this is this is like um, he when does Malachi feel like first a came. Yeah, this is when Malekith first came out when you couldn't modify your dice into him. You know, Malekith was a crush. Find their way into yeah. But you know, it's like if I'm at a if I'm at my normal Thursday night at my home store and I have a new player come in, I give them Cap, Steve, and Hulk. You know, you know that's that's yeah. fun for them. You know what yeah. I mean? They get so, to go on the table. <laughs> exactly. You know, and you know, I'll I'll put up a fight with whoever I'm I'm taking because I usually let them pick my leader and then i create a list off of that but you know as, as it is it's like you know to brandon's point are you really a high skilled player if you're playing hulk or are you just you know just a try hard who wants to win every game so you can definitely there are definitely a lot of skill to playing hulk like properly but yeah. it definitely I, I i agree with the sentiment i don't it, it is kind of it also bothers me a little bit Kind of to Brad's point, I like to give him crap about it all the time because when we play on Wednesdays, he or even when we play after tournaments, he's like, "Are we having a fun game, or are you playing Criminal Syndicate?" Um, and that's kind of how I feel when I play a fun game on Wednesday, and, they, and I see someone grab a Hulk out of their bag. I'm like, "Okay, so we're not really playing for fun. <laughs> this is not not really a fun game. Like, I I have misread the the situation. So we're not playing for fun." We're playing serious stuff here. Okay, my bad, my bad. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I want to push back on that it, Hulk makes you, uh, the, the idea that Hulk makes you a bad player, <laughs> or, or, or perhaps not the most skilled, because the, there are plenty of skilled people who use Hulk. That's like, that's a very... Uh, so I think it, the meaning would... of the argument, I think I want to oh, just chime in real quick, Fred, I didn't mean to interrupt you. Um, so there's a big conversation in Magic that anyone can play Burn, but not everyone can play Burn well. I think that's the Hulk argument, is that anyone can play him and he's going to be really good, but to okay. be great with Hulk, you have to kind of have those reps and stuff. Yeah, that is that is fair. That's fair. Yeah, he he's, I mean, he is a character that you put him on the table, he's going to do work. He does he's the Lord's work just if you just... You can literally just blindly just stick your finger on an ability and be like, oh, it's a good one to use this turn. And you're, <laughs> right. you're kind of fine, like... Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, okay, uh, Brad, what's your take on Hulk? Uh, I go back and forth on whether I think that he's only the best model in the game or if he deserves a nerf. Um, I would... This is the this is the only thing that's got me like kind of believing people who think that original Hulk and Modoc are gonna get um, rotated out. Uh, 
is that this Hulk seems like he's on the verge of being too good. Yeah. yeah. The way Modoc was before he got nerfed. That's true. The way Modoc was before he got nerfed. Because that's the big part for those who did not get to play when Modoc was before that errata. Modoc was the Hulk is now. He was in every list. You played Modoc all the time. He was absolutely phenomenal. And that is a gorgeous model too, for the record. Like one of the first models they put in after the core box, like that model was really well done. The new one looks even better. The new one does look great, but God, that stat card is hideous. <laughs> oh yeah, the art on the stat card. Oh God, bad. it's so bad. Uh, we have we have covered this ground well. <laughs> yeah, Hulk is very, 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 very good. Yes. Yeah, like I said, I, I'm. It's not that how good is he is. The question is, is he the best model in the game? And I don't. I think it's a two person race. I think it's between him and it's between two stones Thanos. I don't know who else is as good as they are, or I, I as think... warping on the table as they are. Yeah, they are meta warpers. They are characters that you have that to. Sounds like expect. a Saturday morning cartoon from when I was a kid. I think it was, yeah. And the thing was, and they both, and it's really kind of funny because Thanos caused a bunch of new restrictions and a bunch of changes. He didn't get any himself, but they errated the the stones to be restricted, and that you had to put them on him in the roster. Like he had multiple changes to nerf him, and he's still one of the best models in the game. That's just how good he was before that. Where Hulk got buffed, and I, they buffed him too much. I and that that that's what makes the more I think about it, it's not going to be surprising to me if in the standard or the whatever the what are the two names for the formats? Uh, standard and extended. Oh God, there's literally just magic terms. Uh -huh. I should have known that. There's literally just magic terms. Okay, so in the standard format, Hulk. And Modoc are not going to be legal. They're only going to be legal in the extended format. This is uh, this is speculation. I would like yes. to clarify. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It's per speculation. I it, it just won't be surprising to me at this point because of how much they changed those characters. Where Modoc doesn't eat, and Modoc's still good. He just doesn't see nearly as much play. Um, and with the four threat variation being very very good as well, I think it'll be hard to play him uh play him at all anymore and i think this uh, hulk's uh, the exact opposite i think the immortal hulk's the fixed version of hulk and i i think immortal hulk's very good but if there's no hulk i don't think we see immortal hulk as much nearly as much as we see hulk right which is probably right. good for the overall health of the game I have a fun yeah. fact for you guys if you want. What's that? Um, I watched the stream driving. Well, I didn't watch the stream. I listened to the stream driving today from Atomic Mass Games. Confirmed yeah. that the Mortal Hulk is a defender. Okay. Uh, I didn't okay. think he would be affiliated at all. No. That is no. a weird variation to be affiliated. But it kind of makes sense if they're going to I that that just makes me think more that they're going to oh god I don't know I don't like I don't, I don't even want to say it 
Okay, let's let's move on to his tactics cards before we give him a letter grade. Uh, so the first tactics card is called Agents of Smash. Uh, it is unaffiliated and active, and if Hulk and She-Hulk are within range two of the same interactive terrain feature of size five or less, they may spend three power each to play this card. Hulk and she or She-Hulk. Uh, oh, choose Hulk or She-Hulk. To, th to throw the terrain feature. Wow, I was having trouble reading there. Uh, and throw it long. Wow. <laughs> Someone else should read the rest of these. Uh, but this is exactly the you. kind of card that you were you were describing during our Immortal Hulk episode. that, or, or during the one where we covered Immortal Hulk's cards that you wished that his cards were like. like this yeah, I, I just want them to be fun cards. This is a fun card. Play it at your table with your friends and family. Throw your... Throw the Sanctum Sanctorum at somebody. It'll be really fun. It'll be really cool to pull off. Don't bring it to a tournament. Right. Yeah, this is not a tournament card. This is just a fun Gonzo card. It's kind of it, it, it's kind of like... It's more useful than this card, but it's kind of like that uh, Craven the Hunter card where he just becomes Spider-Man. <laughs> like, it, it's a weird card that you would never play at a tournament, but it would be really fun to pull yeah, off. Why at some would you point. downgrade Craven to be four point spider? I know. <laughs> That's what I was thinking too. Uh, I just think uh, it'd be. I just think it'd be really fun to throw the Sanctum Sanctorum at like a like a bullseye or something. That's like oh, annoying oh the crap out of you. Just like ah, and just like you will die. <laughs> I threw a building on you. Is this this is the only. Size five throw, correct? Yes. The only five size five. The only piece. possible way to throw is size five terrain piece in the game. Yep. Yeah. It is there, a, a a fun card. There uh, is an oh, AMG release piece of terrain. This card cannot throw though. That's true. Uh, is that the 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 Quinjet? Yep. Because that is good job, not, Fred. Not throwable. Not throwable. The one thing the miss the the listeners are gonna miss is that in our original cast there was so much information you had just never knew about. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, that I kept going like, wait, what? That's the thing. Yeah, we blew we blew Fred's mind repetitively in the original cast. It was it was a good time. Well, to be fair, you've blown my mind in this one when you told me about Nick Cage, uh, being Francis <laughs> Coppola's nephew. All right, let's move on to the next card. Uh, what I'm is someone else? I can read anger management. Okay, yeah, go ahead and read it for me because I'm so, Anger management is the next card. It's an Avengers affiliated card. It's an active card. Any non-Hulk Avenger character within range three of an Allied Hulk may spend up to five power to play this card. The Allied Hulk suffers damage equal to the power spent and gains that much power. The only good thing about this card is the art, and that's Hawkeye throwing cupcakes at Hulk. <laughs> right. I, just, I that didn't is, realize that. <laughs> that is so their relationship in the comics. So. Uh, I did not realize until, what was happening. Until Clint shot Bruce Banner in the head and killed him. Oh my mm -hmm. God! Really? Yeah, and that then when he resurrected, that's when he became the Immortal Hulk. Huh? Yeah, because okay. Captain Marvel and the rest of the superheroes were going to kill Hulk, and Hawkeye couldn't see that happen, so he took him out because Bruce Bruce had asked him to. 
Yes. So. Yes. Bruce did ask him to if he ever truly lost control to kill him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Huh. Okay. The, la- the last card is the only playable card if you're going to play, if you want a tournament recommendation. It is Gamma Launch. It is unaffiliated active card. And during Hulk's activation, if he is within range two of another allied character that is not holding an asset or civilian token, he can spend three power to play this card. Place the other allied character within range five of its current position. Yeah, this is this can create some bonkers uh, combinations. You should definitely use it to throw four point Peter Parker. Yeah, <laughs> it's like the, the, the card the insinuates best. that's what you need to do, and that's what you should do. Yep, that's the best way to use Throw, this card. Throw him off the table, right? No. Yeah, <laughs> throw him. Turn yeah, him to in the your middle. first turn, you you turn him. You just activate Hulk first. You use the three power you get, and you just throw your own Peter Parker off the map. <laughs> <laughs> that's the best use you're gonna get out of him. Well done. <laughs> but uh, uh, yeah, this card's really good. <laughs> this card is a very yeah, good card. The card's really good. the fact that he can use it on turn one. Um, I mean, one of the best tactics cards in the entire game is, uh... oh god, what's the name of it, Brad? You know what I'm talking about, the Brotherhood card. Um, Asteroid oh, M? Yeah, Asteroid M. Yeah, Asteroid M, yeah. Uh, Asteroid M, which allows you to, two Brotherhood of Mutant characters can each spend two power, and then you get to place one of the two characters not holding it within one of the other character. Uh, which is something you can do on turn one with Juggernaut and uh, Magneto. So if you're going to play Hulk, and especially now with the limit of tactics cards, if you're not in an affiliation or not in a situation where you have a bunch of tactics cards, just put Gamma Launch in your list. Yeah. It it should be there, yep. It's really good. It's really useful. Uh, I've got a question. Is uh, is Immortal Hulk is not able to use this card, correct? Correct. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Unless Just to clarify, they say he can. <laughs> they could errata. They could errata the old cards in a rotation. So I don't that think happen. that. I I think that the problem is Hulk having this card. <laughs> Like it's it's too good for a character as useful as as otherwise generally useful as Hulk. The so. fun thing about this is how good Hulk is. A lot of times you don't even really bring Gamma Launch because I feel like it's just forgotten about more than anything. I mean that's possible. Like I kind of well, I mean I forgot about it. I mean I've played against Hulk a bunch and I forgot about it when I was building my Hellfire Club list. I was like, I think I want to put Hulk in there just because I'm kind of putting like some of the best models in the game and just kind of I have a little mini strategy involved of pulling and throwing and just being able to just obliterate like one person at a time type of deal. And it's one of those I was like, oh, Gamelon seems really good. Which then I was like, oh, I can I can throw Corvus Glaive up to the middle range five and then have two ranged attacks on the very first turn while they're on their back line you stop that right now you stop that right now that's gross you're gonna make me throw up in my mouth 
I mean, it was it was all in good fun. Fred, <laughs> Fred, you could run spider foes with Hulk and throw Venom into their back line. Oh my god, <laughs> you're uh, right. <laughs> that's cool. That is cool. <laughs> <laughs> all right, to be fair, uh, that's that's one of the main plays I currently have is Venom doing it with Venom because I took Corvus and Proxmouth. You do it with Venom, and then you can. You have range three attacks on one, and you can pull people towards you. Right. Yeah. Uh. So those are our Hulk's cards, and uh, one of them's fun, one of them's bad, and one of them is good. It's the the full gamut of cards. Uh. Anyway, uh, let's move on to our letter recommendations. Uh, I think I I'm I'm not gonna be surprised here. We're all. This is a very... We're going to sound like a snake today. See. Because we're all going to give him an S. No, we're giving him an S. <laughs> That's so... Uh, yeah, like, I think it's the same thing. I think we just need to have the conversation if we think he's the best model in the game. I don't is. think we need to give him a grade. Right. Yeah. Okay, so... Is he the best model in the game? C. Uh... <laughs> Uh, uh, I believe that Brad is agreeing in Spanish. See. <laughs> si. <laughs> uh, okay. So um, what the listeners I... didn't know is Fred didn't catch that for literally an hour last night. Because <laughs> I kept thinking he was trying to troll us by giving Hulk a C. <laughs> anyway, uh, uh, I think that Hulk is it, it, all right. So I'll go first. I think he is the best character in the game. I uh, I think he's the best model in the game. The best single model in the game, I should say. He is. He just does so much so simply. And, he and is, he's six points. Yeah, he's two points cheaper than his competition and doesn't take a restricted spot. Yeah. I He's he's incredible. Uh, I, I, it's, it's unbelievable how good he is. Okay, now tell me why I'm wrong, Brandon. Uh, I'm not sure you're necessarily wrong. I just... I still think it's two stone Thanos because I think he impacts the board more, and it's very hard to play against two stone Thanos. I think it's easier to play against Hulk than it is to play against two stone Thanos. Is really where the argument comes by. Yeah, I mean two stone Thanos has an unbelievable amount of control, uh, and... which is bad. Like for the way I play this game, two stone Thanos is worse for me than Hulk is. Right. And Hulk's bad for me. Like, we're not going to sit here and pretend like, oh, I can... No, it's not. It's still a misery, a miserable situation. Like, the f he throws media. Most of my characters are moving short. Like, I haven't... Like, I will not play Brace in my list because of that situation. Like, yeah. I have to have Indomitable because I have to prevent the movement at, at some point is pretty much my argument. I don't think, like I said, I don't think you're wrong in your opinion either way. Um, if you're picking between those two models, just for me personally, I think I can play against, I have a better match. I, I would rather see someone put a Hulk on the table. Like when Josh plays Guardians of the Galaxy, I would much rather him play Hulk than I would him play his two stone Thanos. Okay. Okay. What about you, Steven? What's your take? Um, I, I would have to agree with Brandon on this one. You really have to play around two stone Thanos. Yeah. Um, 
you know you really can't is the problem right exactly now if he didn't have the cosmic portal on his healthy side yeah i would give it to hulk all day long but it's that one power that he has on his front side that just makes everything so difficult so um yeah i think i think he's in the conversation obviously but i think thanos with that um that cosmic portal just edges them out because it's so debilitating. It just makes everything. Yeah, we're ar- and we're arguing over one A and one B at this point. R- right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is like uh, an argument over, over inches in a football game. Yeah. Do you want a million dollars now? Or do you want a million dollars in 12 seconds? Like <laughs> it's not like there's not a wrong answer. Like unless there's a gun to your head and like you might die in 12 seconds. Like you could at least told yourself. I mean, it's just, <laughs> yeah yeah i mean the, the displacement with thanos is just miles ahead of the displacement on hulk so i mean accurate i i think that part of what makes hulk so useful is that you can be uh a player that does not have quite the finesse with the game and you can still make him function pretty darn well uh and if it's a player who who doesn't have a lot of experience, they probably could not turn Thanos on quite the same way. Well, it's like, just like it's just like the movies that we described earlier in the cast, right? The the first set of movies in the phase were crunchy and Hulk is crunchy. So he's easier to get a grasp on. Whereas Hulk. Thanos is more cerebral. So yeah. he is crunchy. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Uh, I, I, I think that, that we are, we're, uh, this is an interesting argument that we are arguing over absolutely nothing. It is a, they are both unbelievably good characters. And this, this is a bar argument. Like there's no right. No one's right. No one's wrong. I'm right. Like, Okay, Brad. Oh, and I hope me and Brad get matched up in round one tomorrow. <laughs> I can make sure that doesn't happen. I wouldn't. I know you can. And... I wouldn't, but I could. Well, uh, let's. So move we'll on. all know what happens if we don't get matched up in round one, everybody. You heard it here first. <laughs> let's move on to. Uh, and, the... and then I, I want it to be superpowered scoundrels and mutants. Or yeah, senators. That's what oh. I want it to be. Now, <laughs> all right, Brad. What's what's your comic book recommendation? <laughs> Strangely, Hulk has never been in a comic book before. He's created for the it. movies. <laughs> no, um, I've got I've got three Hulk stories here. Uh, this won't be as much fun this second time because this is what this because I've heard them. Fred's mind got blown, but uh, <laughs> this list does not contain my favorite Hulk story because I think that is a separate version of Hulk that we are going to get in the game eventually. There are several different versions of Hulk, so I tried to find stories that uh, focused on Savage Hulk, which is seems like the version of the Hulk that we get in... Uh, in the game as opposed to immortal hulk which isn't that much different um joe fix it which is the gray hulk uh smart hulk which 
may have had a different name, and so forth. Anyway, here are my recommendations. The first one is um, kind of an old uh, Hulk story. I say old, but it's still 150, issue 150 of the Incredible Hulk series. Um, so he'd been around Maybe for a while. It's by Archie Goodwin and Herb Trimp, uh, T-R-I-M-P-E. Hulk escapes from ca captivity, and he finds a green-haired maiden in the desert. Uh, he thinks it's his love from the microverse, which is kind of what the quantum universe is on in the Ant-Man movie. Um, that's what it's based on. Anyway, her name's Jarella, but it's not her. Uh, Hulk is just confused. It's actually Polaris, Magneto's daughter. And she's trying to find Havoc, who is Cyclops' brother, to convince him to rejoin the X-Men. Um, I believe Havoc saves her, and then they go off and join the X-Men after this. This issue also features some important uh, Hulk characters. Um one of which is uh, General Thunderbolt Ross, who later becomes Red Hulk. And his daughter, Betty Ross, who is Bruce Banner's love interest. Not Jarella is Hulk's love interest. And Betty Ross is Bruce Banner's love interest. An important distinction there. And Betty Ross also eventually gets gamma irradiated and turned into a flying Hulk monster thing. And she's also maybe Red She-Hulk for a while. There's so many heckin' Hulks. There are I, a lot is, of Hulks. What is, there are what a is lot going of Hulks. on? Do you know there's a whole planet of Hulks, Fred? Oh my goodness. Mm. Oh my goodness. No, there's not. Don't. Why would you tell him? <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> I thought you were just mistaken. No. No, then I was going to then I was going to explain to him that there's a whole Planet Hulk movie and comic series. And that's my puppy. There is a Planet Hulk comic series and movie. In fact, there are t really two Planet Hulk movies because uh uh Thor Love and Thunder most of that storyline, not the Ragnarok stuff, but the gladiatory fighting and breaking free and all that, that is based on the Planet Hulk comics. Uh, you you said Love you and Thunder Thor, is I mean, Thor Ragnarok. I meant Ragnarok. Thor Ragnarok. Yes. Yes, Thor Ragnarok is mostly based on Planet Hulk. Yes. Loosely. Yeah. Okay. Um, okay. Listen, I, I, I could I could have had Fred so good there. You could have. Yeah, you, you could have. You could have had me. You could have uh, had me. <laughs> the next issue that I have here is um, kind of a famous one. It's Incredible Hulk 181. It's by Lynn Ween and Herb Trimp. Uh, this is probably the most valuable issue of the Hulk. And the most famous because it is also the first appearance of Wolverine. Um, 
who is who turned out to be a popular character let's just say <laughs> uh so hulk no hulk is fleeing the military of the u.s and he ends up landing in canada the canadian government doesn't really want hulk running around destroying stuff so they send out their newest weapon the wolverine uh to take care of them a wendigo which is a bigfoot slash sasquatch type creature that is created when a human eats another human's flesh but they can they are only created in Canada and if you take a Wendigo across the Canadian border they just turn into a regular human again um, what a weird rule what a weird yeah Mar Marvel Canada is super special it's I, it's a magical land filled with magical people it, it is in the Marvel universe anyway so it is in our universe the um the three, those three fight it out uh, for most of the issue. Um, there is a ultimate. So ultimate universe was them rebooting all their comics and like telling new stories in the early two thousands. Hold on, hold on. You there's a there's a story in the last one in the fight between Wolverine and Hulk that where you need to tell it where Hulk like rips Wolverine in half. That's in the ultimate comics version oh, of this. Oh, that's the one that, yeah, that I'm, I'm, the I'm talking about right now. This is, this is what happens when we do a second version of the record and yeah. I have a flawed memory. So <laughs> in the ultimate universe, the Hulk, Wolverine fight is four issues and Hulk rips Wolverine into two pieces, his upper body and lower body and throws them different directions. And Wolverine's upper body has to like crawl over to his lower body miles away and reattach it so that he can fight Hulk some more. Hey, this is oh, oh, I'm sorry. Ahead. I'm sorry. I was going to say, have you ever heard of the, um, the Incredible Hulk, Volume 3, uh, Number 8, the Stay Angry issue series. Uh, no, I don't think I know that one. It's actually a pretty fun series because um, Bruce Banner is like the uh, crazy one in this set of stories. And um, it's done by Jason Aaron and the penciler inker is Steve Dillon. And the colorist is uh, Frank Martin Jr. Um, but it is, the, and the Hulk persona is actually calm and reserved. But what happens is when he reverts to Banner, things go haywire and people manipulate him and bad things happen. So he teams up with the Punisher in this first one and he has to stay angry so he can't revert to Banner. And cause more problems mm. so because he gets manipulated when he's banner so it's it's a pretty interesting take yeah that is that's a flip-flop of what it normally is mm -hmm. uh, my last recommendation uh, also a single issue is incredible hulk volume 2 number 25 uh, paul jenkins and john romita jr uh bruce banner is in mourning 
over something that happened. I'm not going to say what. Uh, and the different versions of Hulk that I was talking about earlier, they fight it out in his mind. Uh, finally, the Savage Hulk persona takes over and goes out for revenge. And he finds the person who is responsible for the thing that made him sad. And he fights him. And it's uh, one of the best Hulk fights in any comic. Uh, if you're a Hulk fan, you probably will like this issue. I'm leaving it kind of vague because there's lots of spoilers there if I talk about it, but you should, okay. you should check it out if you like Hulk. Uh, check check those out if you like Hulk. I I think that Hulk is. I I personally think that Hulk is an inherently flawed concept. Which is why there are so many different versions of the Hulk. Right, right. I guess that's how that's how you keep him interesting. Yeah, but not yeah. if you're Fred and just didn't know any of them existed until yesterday. Well, they keep <laughs> they keep trying different things. Like my favorite version of Hulk is Joe Fixit, who is not as strong as Green Hulk, but he's a lot more cunning. Not really smarter, but more cunning. And he's basically just a, a criminal. And Would you say street least... smarts? Grant? Yeah, he has a lot of street smarts. And, he, and he's far more interesting. They at least okay. try, unlike DC, who just allows Superman to be a thing. Uh, yeah, I mean, I fair. I hate Superman, so. <laughs> All right, Brandon, uh, yeah. put Hulk into some rosters for us. Where's he going? Any affiliation you ever want to play him in. Especially right, uh, Kingpin Criminal Syndicate. Yeah, I've never put him in my Criminal Syndicate list, for the record. He's never injured, Brandon. I, I'm not saying it's correct not to have him. I just have never <laughs> done it. I, I, it's the sixth threat. I don't I don't even play a five threat. I, I, play a bunch, I play a ton of fours. My list currently has five fours in it. I play five fours, four threes, and a two. I play right. lots of fours. Um, I think the, the best. I think the list. Okay, so I want to say this. I think the list that you can play, the affiliation you can play that I think improves the most with Hulk is Winter Guard. Because you can play all four members of Winter Guard and Hulk at 20 points. And I think if that's an affiliation you really want to play, you just throw a Hulk in there. And the key thing with that is with the Crimson Dynamo, the Crimson Dynamo leadership is Unbreakable Red Line, for those who don't know, because odds you probably haven't played against this affiliation, and you've probably never played with the affiliation. Um, at the start of an allied character's activation, it may remove one special condition. That's the important part. And then when an allied character is contesting a secure objective and would be pushed, it can roll a die on crit, wild, or shield. It's not pushed. Uh, the key thing is this allows you to remove stagger from Hulk, which is one of the best ways to get around um, to play against Hulk is um, <laughs> stagger. Stagger. Yeah. yeah. Because he's immune to stun for whatever reason, which makes absolutely no sense. I'm just going to bring that up indefinitely because it makes literally no sense that he's immune it's to stun. It's ridiculous that he's immune to stun. 
that is that is how they they stop him all the time like that is like the like he is stunned probably more than any character in comics well i think for the game mechanics they just did that for the big characters so you could be you know rampaging all over the place like they want him to be you know what other big character is immune to stun none of them malekith juggernaut because the juggernaut's unstoppable <laughs> he's the unstoppable juggernaut you know who's not immune to stun hulkbuster hulk she hulk thanos is thanos immune to stun he might i think be. he is yeah he is not immune he is immune to stun that's the only thing he's immune to but still i mean it's just annoying it's funny how um they put that condition in the game and then all the people you want to put it on are immune yeah like the characters that they're not on don't matter like like every time i get stunned i'm like ah that's kind of annoying but i'm not super worried about it yeah i'm only doing one damage anyway <laughs> yeah like I'm, I'm i'm doing one damage it doesn't really matter like you're hitting me that's how i'm gaining power here all right so so yeah. Yeah. I think he's really good in Winter Guard. It gives you a good core and you can play him. You should probably build your core around him, Crimson Dynamo, and uh like Red Guardian slash Dark Star. And you can kind of build from there. Alright. Uh I guess that leaves the non sequitur recommendation for today. So what I'm bringing today, uh I'm bringing the same thing I brought the last time, which none of you have heard yet. Uh, none of the listeners have heard yet, I should say. And that is a a real classic movie that about people who have difficulty managing their emotions, similar to Hulk, and people who have difficulty uh, with authority, shall we say. And that is a movie called One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, a very, an excellent movie about a group of people who are in an, in a mental institution and the ways that they push back against what they see as an undue amount of authority given to nurse ratchet their their tormentor and caretaker it is a fantastic movie it is one of the best movies of all time possibly and uh, everyone should go watch it it is it is worth watching did Young you, Jack did Nicholson. You say the name of the movie. Young... Yeah. Oh well, did you did you mention the movie? Because I just heard a lot of hype and no name. So, uh, listeners, the the last time that I made this recommendation in in our lost episode, uh, I I don't the joke was made that I didn't make I didn't name the movie. I just talked it up for a long time and then didn't ever actually say the name. <laughs> I, I zoned out and never heard the name. Fun fact, I zoned out again and never heard the name. Uh, the name of the movie is One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. It is a young Jack Nicholson, and he is excellent in the movie. It is a um, good movie. 1974, right, Fred? Uh, that I sounds think. correct. I don't know the I don't know the stats off the top of my head. I boy, I wish I knew the the actress who played Nurse Ratchet's name. Off the top of my head, was that a Cooper? Was that a Cooper film? No, it wasn't Cooper. Tell me the name of the movie. One One flew flew over the cuckoo's nest. 
<laughs> the character you're looking for the name of. Nurse uh, Ratchet Nurse is Ratchet. Louise Fletcher. Uh, yes. She is so good in it. She is just absolutely compelling in how uh, ben benignly evil she is. She's I incredibly have seen evil. this movie. Ironically. It's yeah, I watched... I, okay, so I didn't know this was the name of it, but I watched this in my um, theater class when I was at State. Oh, okay. It was... I mean, this uh, is a very theater class movie. Yeah, I, I watched... It, it was... Brand. <laughs> this and... Uh, so it was like... The problem was, it was this was what we watched right after um, Blade Runner. Oh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> The uh, old Blade Runner, original. I have nineteen eighty two. I have not seen Blade Runner. I have not seen this movie, but I have performed a monologue from it. Really? Yeah, no, just like in a class, not like in front of a bunch of people. I'll be real though; I'm pretty sure I slept through most of it. Like, and so I, I don't know if. Well, I'll tell you this. It's worth a rewatch. It is a good movie. Is it, it better than Shawshank Redemption? Oh, boy. Uh, you're gonna, I mean, they're, you, they're very different movies. Yeah, but you, very you, movies. you're talking as one of the best movies ever, which I think Shawshank's considered in that argument, too. So I need you to pick one. Um, You, you know what? It's kind of like debating what's the best character in in <laughs> protocol hulk or two stone thanos so definitely shawshank redemption <laughs> yeah i i mean shawshank's my favorite movie of all time it would be hard pressed to be better than that in my opinion fred I, i'm not gonna say that it is because i don't i i don't think it is and i don't think that if you were to watch it you would think it is but i do think that they are both excellent fantastic movies it is very hard very to watch a movie from almost 50 actually it's 50 years old now uh, have you watched the godfather <laughs> yeah the godfather it's is... if it's not better than shawshank redemption it's definitely not better than the actual best movie ever made oh god is that uh, uh, is, is it hold on is it cube zero no. <laughs> no, uh, he's he's going to say, uh, go ahead and tell everyone. It's The Princess Bride, which is. Yeah, I mean, I knew that's where it was going. Uh, listen, I adore that movie. That movie's excellent. That movie is not better than Shawshank Redemption. Yes. You mean it's not, you mean it's not Metropolis? No. <laughs> I thought he was going to say uh, Wolverine, Wolverine The Origins. <laughs> I'm sorry, I had to put that in there. Deep oh. cut, Steven. Deep cut. <laughs> All right, that's enough. Appreciate that's silent enough. movies. <laughs> so <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> we'll we'll uh have fun out there, everybody. We're we're look out for Hulk. If you see him, find out some way to deal with him. I, I, I look forward to playing against thirteen of you of our listeners this uh tomorrow morning. Uh, the big the assumption tournament. that they listen to us. Yeah, I know. No, I bet. I Les bet does zero. <laughs> I know Les we'll does. Make... Yeah. Well, I look forward to getting my ass handed to me by Les. <laughs> he will kill every one of my characters. All right. I'll see everybody later. Goodbye, everybody. <laughs>